So this is episode six. Yes, sir. If you do that, that doesn't mean stop. Six. So this is <laughs> so this is our Return of the Jedi. Okay. There you go. Live, whenever you're ready, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gerfers, we will follow. Captain, my captain. Oh, captain, captain. captain. Oh, captain, my captain. What movie is that from? That's that, uh, 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 Dead Poets Society. Yeah, there it is. It is. I had Isabella watch that on her own, and she hated it. She said because she cried the whole time. She oh. doesn't know what's good. All right, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to the UNT3 podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gerfers, co-host Joel Cox and Christian Fisher. We're coming to you tonight with our sixth episode of our UNT3 podcast. Um, And really what we do is we're three best friends. We get together uh, and we just talk about music. Uh, We debate, we argue, we laugh, we cry, we love music. And so we want to bring you into that conversation. Uh, We want to bring you into the conversation. Um, Go ahead and comment down below as you watch this. If you hear something that you like or if you hear something that you think we should have said, uh, put it down there. Uh, What we're going to do the last couple of weeks, we've been putting together what we're calling a super group. You will have seen a few episodes ago that we chose our drummer, Mr. John Bonham himself from Led Zeppelin. And then we had a nice, I'll call it heated debate for our bass player. Uh, And we settled on Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then last week, uh, we picked our rhythm guitar, Mr. James Hetfield himself from Metallica. And then keyboard player, uh, we went with Mr. Rick Wakeman from Yes. Mm. So what we're going to look to do today, and because it's going to be a bumpy ride, we're going with lead guitar today. So right into it, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today with lead guitar. Uh, Joel, come on with it. Well, um, this is a hard one for me. Uh, I actually have a background in playing guitar. and uh you know Playing for me I, <laughs> when I, i've played lead at times i've played rhythm as well uh, so the guitar spot's always kind of a touchy spot for me um only because depending on the day and what i'm listening to kind of dictates kind of who i think is the best so i kind of compile compiled a list of some that i think are just like um you know like these guys are just amazing and should be on everyone's list um and then i i put Two that are, I mean, depending on what you're doing, you may not know who these people are, but I just love these these guys as far as guitar players. So um, as far as three, so I have five total. So on my list, I have three heavy hitters. Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin. Um, I have Steve Vai, who is a solo, uh, but he's also been on a bunch of other things. He played with Whitesnake. He played with... David Lee Roth, and um, he's just a beast. And then (laughs) Eddie Van Halen, you got to put that guy on the list. I don't, even if we don't pick him, he has to be on the list. I mean, 
We'll talk about why in a little bit. Um, two people that are like outside, I picked, man, there's so many jazz guys I could have picked. Uh, uh, but the one that popped in my mind at the, at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pick George Benson because okay. he can also sing. He can do the pop stuff as well as the rock stuff, as well as the jazz stuff. And I mean, you could have picked Alan Hallsworth. You could have picked, uh, a, a ton of different guys, Pat Metheny. I mean, but I, for the moment, Ooh, Pat Metheny, yeah. Pat Metheny's a beast. Uh, and he's got great hair, you know, get him with Rick Beato in a need. band. There you that'd go. Be, that'd be great. And um, little known, uh, Rick Beato's a jazzer too. So, well, there you go. Well, he's a fusion guy. So, and who knows, they may have played together. I don't, I don't know. Um, but the other person that I put on my list is he's, He's known in the guitar circles. Uh, he's also known in kind of the hardcore scene um, and the uh, progressive music scene that's out currently is Tosin Abasi. And if you don't know who this guy is, not only does he look awesome and look amazing, um, he is a phenomenal player. And if I'm correct, I believe he's on Steve Vai's uh, uh, Favored Nations uh, record label. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong on that. But anyway, go check out Animals as Leaders. He's... Um, I saw him live with his band and they were just, just ridiculous. And uh, uh, Steve Vai is quoted as saying that he couldn't do what this guy does and Steve Vai can do anything. So that is my, that's, that's some pretty high, uh, high praise right there. Yeah. Well, supposedly, you know, the one thing that Steve Vai does is he, he's a song Smith, whereas Tosin is the way they do their music is so progressive and it's ever changing it's like an eight or nine minute song that has so many different changes. And Steve, I was like, I couldn't keep up with that. So, uh, that's pretty anyway, cool. Yeah. So go check it out. And, uh, Fisher, I am dying to hear your list. So All right, your well, five. Well, I have a little more than five because oh. <laughs> I got, I got started and I, I just couldn't stop. I was like, Oh, this guy and this guy. And what about this guy? Yeah. So, um, as I, as I said, um, before your first pick, Jimmy Page, he's he's on the top of my list. Mm-hmm. In no particular order, he's just the first guy I wrote down. Yeah, I mean, we've already talked at length about Jimmy in past episodes. <clears throat> I don't know what else you can say other than he's the man. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about the shark. Maybe that's a that's another episode. The shark. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> yeah, kids, don't, don't Google uh, My number two, um, I, I think Ryan will, will agree and give me an amen on this one, David Gilmore. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, the next I have is, we just talked about him, Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Steve Vai is a technical guru. Um, the next guy on my list is a good old Texas boy out of Austin, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ooh. You know, I mean. Yeah. 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 Stevie, come on now. Yeah, and he played, uh, he played with David Bowie as well. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. he's, he's versatile. Um, my next guy, again, another Texas boy, uh, this time out of Houston, uh, Billy Gibbons. Okay. Um, any Look, anytime – Jimi Hendrix says, this is my favorite guitar player. You got to take notice. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was Billy Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my next guy, again, I told you my list is a little, little bit longer. Um, next guy, uh, Kirk Hammett's teacher, Joe Satriani. Yeah. 
And if I'm not mistaken, he he taught Steve Vai there for a little bit as well. Yeah, um, I mean, he taught a lot of guys. Larry Lalonde, uh, the original lead guy from uh, Third Eye Blind. I mean, he taught yeah. a, a bunch of a bunch of guys. So yeah, he's he's pretty. That's that's a great. He he was he was on the edge of my list. Yeah. Uh, another one that I think Ryan will give me an amen on, uh, Joe Perry. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, now, this guy, I don't – you can – we can debate here in a little bit whether he's a lead guy or not. Maybe uh, kind of like last week when we made the distinction between others, like I see him more as a rhythm, more of a lead. Uh, yeah. John Fushanti? Yeah. Uh, from Red yeah, Hot Chili I mean, Peppers, kind of does um, both, yeah. Yeah, well, he has to since he's the only good. T- and he's actually back in the Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we're gonna put Steve Vai and Joe Satriani on this list, you got to put Yngwie on this list. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I don't yeah I yeah mean, no he's I good. don't think he's gonna make the cut as far as consideration, but he he deserves a shout out. Um, uh, Eric Johnson, Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, um, yeah. When you, you said know, Austin, I thought you were going to choose him on that list. So, oh yeah, Eric Johnson's pretty ridiculous. And then my final, and and if I really just had to pick one off this list, it would be him, and it's Mr. Slowhand himself, Eric Clapton. Yeah, that's, oh. a, that's a great <laughs> that's a great list. So, I like I have a bunch of filler on there, but if I had to whittle it down. To like just three, I would have just done Jimmy Page, David Gilmore, and Eric Clapton. Yeah. All guys out of England. So, Come yeah. on. Well, and anytime you have someone saying you're God, I mean, that's, that's kind of pretty high praise. Yeah. So. So. I can't that's, argue. That's this is going to be interesting. I can't argue with any one of those. Except for any one of those. No, but even Ingve, the only the only reason I would take him off the list is I've heard he's hard to deal with, and that's one of my picks. Is like yeah. they I want to. That's why James got. I was like, okay, with James, even though his style was different last week, yeah. he's, he seems like he would be a team player. And uh, but as long anyway, as he so to write most of the songs. Well, that that that's true. So okay, I can't wait to hear about yeah. this, uh, Gurfers. All right, so. give us your list of five. Let's get our seatbelts on because we're going to do about a five times seven. And uh, we're going to go with a big long list of, uh, if I did my math correctly, that would be uh, what, 35, something like that? Yeah, Give or five take. Times seven is 35. Give or I take. So. Look, I'm not so. a math teacher, okay? But um, here we go. Okay, so this first group that I'm going to throw out there, um, again, I come at y'all with this. These are guys that I feel will not be our picks, but they need to be mentioned. For listeners out there that are like, well, why didn't they say this guy's name? And so these guys that I'm about to say, they may be your pick for your supergroup. Um, but again, one of these may sneak in, and we're both of you guys, uh, we need to consider him. Uh, first one is going to be Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Uh, just phenomenal guitar player. I left him off my list because we had James. And, and, if James and that's had not thing. been picked last week, I would have put Kirk on this list. And that's the thing. Um, that's why he's on my honorable mention list, if that's what you want to call it. Um, because I, I feel if he were to get picked this week, we would then be looking at a Metallica group. 
with a few other guys in it. So, yeah. uh, you know, but I feel he needed to be put out there. Yeah, he was uh, also a student of uh, Satrani as well. Now, this next pick, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm surprised he wasn't on your list, but I'm surprised that one of y'all didn't at least mention his name, and that would be Tom Morello. Yeah. I don't I like mean, him. I just don't. I, mean, I don't he, like his – He's kind of like the bass player for Tool that we talked about on a previous episode or like the drummer for Tool or, you know, he's such a unique player. Um, I've heard him play in other groups. And of course, Audio Slave, everybody's going to be upset because we're like Audio Slave. But Audio Slave is essentially rage. I mean, let, let's be sure. honest. Um, and, and which is fine. And I love Audio Slave. But I just think for a super group, we want someone who's going to be just really well versed, but no, he's a great, he's a sure. phenomenal player. Well, uh, I, I think he's, I think I, I'm not, I'm going to say what I'm about to say, and it, it's going to sound like I'm passing judgment on his talent and I'm not, cause I think he's, he's talented. <laughs> he's very talented, but I think he's a novelty. I, I just think he's, you know, the, the things that he does, um, I'm not saying that they're not inventive because to, to make the guitar sound the way that he makes it sound and to do the things that he does, that's very inventive. But I just think it's, okay, I've heard it. I want to hear something new from you, and I don't. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a great – I mean, that's a, that is a I great like argument uh, for that. And I mean – and, and, and Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that um, – and we've had this discussion before about Kirk. He's novelty also because he steps on that wall pedal. Mm. right yeah um like if you go back and you listen to early metallica his solos on at least the first three albums the wah pedal is hardly touched mm -hmm. and yeah, then, it's not until the black album that he really opens it up but right um, so, and i'm not against wah either but but i do agree with you and like one of if you read the articles with tom morello he'll say he looked and he was getting faster and all this stuff. And then he looked at the guys and was like, I'll never be able to, to beat those guys. So that's how he came up with his own stuff. Right. And, and like I said, that's pretty inventive to, to take a look at the music scene and go, you know what? I'm not going to be able to be on par with the rest of these guys. So I'm going to forge my own path. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's, that, that takes a lot of balls and, and, and just, <laughs> here, I'm going to do it. Right. And my hat's off to him. I just, okay, you did it. Now let's hear something different. And it's kind of like, I'm going to step in it here, I think, but I think it's kind of like, uh, Aerosmith, right? Like after they, they recorded permanent vacation, like, okay, everything after that was permanent vacation, two, three, four. Like, okay, let's hear something different. Well, they did do that, you know, blues album that was recorded in the basement or whatever, but. So keeping anyway. on, keeping <laughs> on with this, keep, keeping on with this kind of uh, metal guitar, uh, I got to mention Randy Rhodes. Mm -hmm. He's got yeah. him. I almost put him on my list. Some metal heads out there that it, had we not mentioned him, I think they're, they're commenting. Did you know uh, that Randy was the original guitar player for um... Quiet Riot? Yeah, there you go. Thank Quiet you. Riot, yeah. I actually got to see Quiet Riot with Poison and Great White on tour one time. It was fantastic. 
And without getting into uh, too much detail, I did not get to stay to see Headliner Poison sing Every Rose Has Its Thorn because a friend of mine who I was with, his girlfriend was bored and wanted to leave. And they were my ride. And so I didn't even get to stay for the best song, in my, in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah. You should have broken up with her. Uh, I think that happened shortly after. <laughs> wait, wait, just as a side note, do we know said friend? Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> said friend may be watching this podcast. Uh, you may know who you are. You may not. Uh, it is what it is. He has if to. You, if you feel like outing yourself, <laughs> go ahead and put it in the Yeah, comments. if you want to out yourself, definitely put it in the Oh, comments. good. He, he has two first names. <laughs> just saying. Wow. And um, <laughs> as we go on to the next guitar player. So the next guitar player. Now, we could, uh, we, we could almost save this guy for next week. Uh, but he's on this list uh, for when we do our front man. Uh, but right now on this honorable mention list is Tom Petty. Yeah. That's he's a lead guitar player? Yes. So Really? No. No, Mike Campbell. Mike Campbell's the lead. Yeah. No, I got you. So, I got you. That's why he's not on the whales list. Come on now. Let's go. That's a pass. Um, let's, let's move on. What about um, Dimebag Daryl? Yeah. Hey, how, did, how did we both leave him off? I mean, Dimebag. I mean. Another you know, Texas I, boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. It is yeah. what it is with that one. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good choice. Then we've got, now both of y'all had, uh, let me see. Both of y'all had him. Now, this guy uh, is on my honorable mention list, okay. and it's Steve Vai. Okay. So he's not one of my official picks, but we, I think we've, we've talked about him enough. Um, have we, though? John, <laughs> what is it, John Petrucci? Yeah, 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 from Dream uh, Theater. From Dream Theater. We Again, talked about him last week. Somebody from Dream Theater always get mentioned every show. Hey, Just yeah. saying. We'll have one next week, too. And so that really, that ends the, the kind of the honorable mention list. Now we're down to, uh, let's go with, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you how many. We're just going to go into them. Yeah, just uh, go. No particular order until we get to my one, two, and three. And I'm throwing you all a curveball this week. My one, two, and three are in order. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So here we go. Uh, Mr. Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. I actually oh. thought about that one, too. Zappa uh, on just, the list. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's the only reason why he's not on my list. I just, I know he'd be like, no, he wants to do his own thing. He does. Then you've got uh, a player though. Oh yeah. Then you got from Dire Straits, Mark Knopfler. Yeah. Oh yes. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, can't believe I didn't have him on my no, list. Correctly. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's he's different. Yeah, he's good. now. Um, he doesn't use a pick. Mm-mm. Now we. Uh, a keyboard player from this band last week. Now we're going to look at Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah but he, I, say, I, yeah. I just hear that he's, again, he's uh, an on a team player. And I, that's, <laughs> yes, he's, he's hard to work with. So. Now the next one I'm going to give you. <laughs> this, this may go by really quick. Or you, Joel, you may want to talk about this for a minute. But for a lot of the guys that we have already talked about and that we will bring up later on this list probably would not have an instrument to play or they'd have to choose a different instrument if it wasn't for Les Paul. 
Oh yeah. We got to yeah. bring Les Paul into the into the mix because from everything I read, he was one hell of a guitar player. Yeah, not only was he a great guitar player uh, and an innovator, but I mean, uh, he was one of the first guys to really use multi-tracking of instruments. And so yeah. if you listen to his tunes that he did with his wife, um, uh, they just, I mean, he was just brilliant. And uh, what's funny is, is the Les Paul wasn't even the, the instrument he was really trying to, to push. It was another instrument. And the Les Paul just kind of took a life of its own. So um, there's also a great episode of uh, Pawn Stars where they have his wife's guitar up for, for sale. And I forget how much it goes for, but it's a ridiculous amount of money. But it's wow, they talk about the history. There's, there's a topic that we could talk about at some point. The most iconic rock guitars of all time. Like Man, models, I, you know? I would, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's interesting, you know, when we think of certain players, it's hard to separate the instrument from the player, you know, the Frankenstein strap from Eddie Van Halen or the Les Paul, you know, the number one Les Paul for Jimmy Page, uh, the yeah. Black Strat for Gilmore. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. it, you know. And then, of course, you have Blackie and Brownie, uh, which would probably not fly in today's environment. But those were <laughs> those are Clapton's guitars, and um, I mean that's just yeah. The, the interesting fact that I found out about Les Paul was he enjoyed playing so much that he continued to play gigs in New York until mm -hmm. he died at the age of ninety-four. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, if we look at numbers alone, think of how many shows this guy put on, right? Yeah. I mean, 94, I mean, is, is Keith Richards still going to be playing at 94? Probably, because he's going to be alive after we're all gone, and it's just him and the cockroaches left. But, <laughs> I mean, true. Oh, you, know, you got to that joke before I could. Uh, yeah, correct. You know, Mr. Robin Williams himself, thank you. Yeah. Um, we'll move on, though. Um, so this one, this guy could be considered um, next week also uh, for a front man, but from heard his stuff before, y'all have heard his stuff before, and I think he's uh, maybe overlooked in his guitar skills. That would be Kurt Cobain. I mean, we I know you talked about him last week and talked about how his leads were just melodies, right? And I know they, that they you don't think of Kurt leads. Cobain, you don't think guitar. Right. So, but again, I mean, he was—he was a decent guitar player. I'm not gonna sure. I'm not gonna poo-poo on his guitar playing, but mm -hmm. you don't think of him as a lead guitar player when you think of him, right? Sure. At least I don't. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. when I when I think of Kurt Cobain, I think of the the, the guy could write songs. He was a good songwriter. Yeah. Sure. So, and a great and a and a great vocalist and uh, changed music. Um, what's funny about it is, I think if he was still alive and had an opportunity to play with some of these people, um, he would love it. He would. He loved music. So I, uh, you know, but but yeah. does he fit the super group? Um, no. I mean, he would. I think. I think of him more as a vocalist, but I do think he's a great songwriter and I think and great a great rhythm guy. I think he would go more along the lines of Frank Zappa. Like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my own thing. At least. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel about it. Anyway, 
right. The next guy coming up, he's not going to get chosen, but got to be mentioned. His name is Scotty Moore. He uh, was Elvis' oh, yeah, yeah. guitar player. Elvis's, yeah. Elvis's first guitar player. And so, I mean, think of how many hits Elvis had and the hits that Scotty played on. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think he's got to get a, uh, just a mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Tony, uh, maybe I'm saying this last name right. Tony, is it Iomi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Sabbath. Yeah, so, so he's here. Now this one. More of a uh, rhythm guy, but. Yeah. This, this next guitar player is one of my favorites. He's not one of my picks, though. Uh, is Slash from Guns N' Roses. God dang it. I knew I left somebody off my list. Yeah. And, and he's, a, he's an awesome guy. Like, he's just an I, awesome guy. I, look, I will, I'm going to put this out here right now. Um, I would not be upset if he were our pick for lead guitar player. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, just make, I just can't believe I left him off my list. Well, I'm making a note right now for Slash to maybe come into this conversation in a second. So okay. he's been noted. Um, next, we're going to look. Um, don't really think of him as a lead guitar player, but uh, we'll just throw George Harrison out there. Oh, yeah. technically he was. The lead. I get it. Um, so we had our entire Beatles discussion in, you know, our uh, – super fight episode so go check that episode out if you haven't seen it i believe that was episode two for us next that's great we have known as the master of the blues delta style blues his name is robert johnson yeah but i mean he's that the guy that plays the slide guitar no that's That's robert randolph and this guy's randolph too but so this guy, this guy was really, really popular in the 20s up until yeah. like 1930. So he's way early, kind of a pioneer. Yeah. Um, well, that's, you know, like, but, that's like putting Muddy Waters on this list or B.B. Um, King. Yeah. Well, it, I have no problem putting is, any of those guys on this list. I have yeah. no problem talking about those guys. Sure. Yeah, but there's, there's only like – what's crazy about his stuff is he's so popular, but yet there's only like 20 – something songs there's not mm-hmm. even a whole lot of music from him and he recorded most of it if i remember correctly in the area known as deep Ellum. so just a, just a little shout out to dallas uh next would be pete townsend from the who yeah i mean he's I, a great I, guitar player i just don't see him as a, a lead guy he's more that songwriter style kind of kind of like Cobain. yeah yeah, I feel he's more apt for this list than last week's list, but that's true. Now, what about this guy? I'm about to bring up Brian May from Queen. Son of a yeah, that's he's another a... one I forgot to put on my list. Yeah, brilliant player, uh, innovator. I mean, uh, brilliant arranger. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Queen. You know, I mean, how how can you go wrong? Yeah. Uh, let's go. Sorry. I've got, I've got tons of notes here that we're just going to go down. That is an epic looking photo. I'm not going to show it to you. Um, (laughs) so this one right here. Okay. Before I tell you who this is, let me read you this little, uh, um, this little excerpt right here. It says his abilities on the guitar had artists like Aretha Franklin, Eric Clapton, and even jazz musicians like Herbie Mann and King Curtis lining up to make music with this guy um so he's well known for improvising his name would be uh Dwayne Allman oh yeah another one yeah I mean that's that, a lot of those we were, guys we'll, 
Yeah, when we were warming up, he was the guy who played the slide parts on that. A lot of a, a lot of guys from that era, from that early to mid seventies kind of I don't know, just Southern Rock you would get I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, just that era. A lot of guys could be on this list. And Dwayne Allman is right at the top, I think. Yeah. It's too yeah. bad his life was cut short as yeah. short as it was. And then you've got Keith Richards, I already mentioned. Um Rolling Stones. I mean, yeah. is we what it about is. Him last week, we talked about the guy. Now, there's a guy that my wife, right before I came up here to do this show, I asked her, "Who, are, who is your list?" Uh, her list was very similar to what my three will be, but this guy was on her list, and that is uh, Carlos Santana. Okay. Again. Um, I, I I look at him, uh, I, yeah, I look at him kind of like a Tom Morello or he's just, I'm a novelty lead player, just well, whip out a lead here, here we go. Although his work in the 70s was was pretty killer. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now this next, this next guy, I'm going to read you another quote. He's quoted as being the guitarist, guitarist. So he is basically all of the other guitarists. He's their guy. Uh, And they're saying that he's the master of his craft. Uh, He recorded uh, albums, or he considered recording albums with Rod Stewart, Mick Jagger, Tina Turner, Morrissey, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Cindy Lauper, Brian May, ZZ Top, and a few others that were knocking on this guy's door. And uh, that's Jeff Beck. I was about to say, is it Jeff Beck? It's Jeff Beck. So my mother's favorite guitar player. Yeah, she yeah. absolutely loved Jeff Beck. And he's another guy that plays with his fingers. He does not use a pick. He uses his yeah. thumb and stuff. Yep. So he's killer. Watch his, watch his uh, rock and roll Hall of Fame induction when he gets up and plays. Mm-hmm. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, he does this one. It like uh, it's a live uh, live video at like Lonnie Scotts or Ronnie Scotts or something. I, I wish I could remember the name of it. I only saw it once, but his his band is just killer and his playing is phenomenal. And he just, but I also hear he's kind of rough to work with. So uh, again, oh, Jimmy you know, Page and the Yardbirds too. Yeah, so it's a, uh, but that's a great. I mean, great player. Yeah. Next was uh, one of Christian. He was on his list. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this next guy, after Stevie, kind of an innovator as well, Mr. Chuck Berry. We talked about him last week as well. Yeah. And then now we're getting to the heavy hitters. Okay. Um, we've already mentioned this name, Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. That was on Joel's list. Yeah. Um, just if you've lived under a rock and you've never listened to Van Halen. <laughs> After this episode is over, YouTube a Van Halen video. Hmm. Uh, eruption. I was about to say, start with Eruption, and then go, go watch straight Eruption. to Hot for Teacher. Yeah, I was, I was going to go straight to Hot for Teacher, you know, or Panama. Those are the two. Panama, yeah. Um, hey, actually, and he can play the keys, too. He, he plays them on jump. 
And I would say, you know, if you just want to go from start to end, uh, 1984 is really mm-hmm. going to be the whole yeah. album. It starts off kind of weird, goes into jump, and then after that, it's just a, it's just a clinic on how to write songs and how to play guitar. So I, I can't argue. Yeah. Uh, next one, Angus Young, ACDC. Yeah. yeah, we talked about his brother last week. Yeah. And then we mentioned this guy here, uh, another innovator, B.B. King. It's got to yeah. be near the top of the list. Such a showman, such a nice yeah. guy. Um, so many different people that have worked with him. Uh, Neil Sean from uh, uh, yeah. Journey got on stage with him as a kid and just said he was just the coolest guy. And there's a ton of Neil people. Neil Sean, another just, guy that could have made our list. Yeah, that's true because he's a beast as well. But, uh, but uh, He played know, with Santana. He did at, at Woodstock. So, I mean, as a teenager. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we, anyway. are now, we are now going to enter, um, I said three, I'm changing it to five. These oh, are five of my picks, and these are in order from five down to one. Okay. Okay, number five will be Jimmy Page. Okay, good. Right, so good that, that, is, that is somebody that all three of us picked. Um, next one, where'd he go? How did we not talk about this guy? Or uh, I don't know how neither of y'all had him on your list. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I, I've been kicking myself since we, since I finished and you started like, how the hell did I leave Jimmy off my list? Like, like neither I figured, I figured he would come up in your list. Sure. Of, but he's one of your officials. He's one of my, okay, so he's number four on my official. I've got three guys in front of him. Now. Well, how the hell do you have three guys in front of him? Well, because, because here's my thing, okay? Now, not saying Jimmy couldn't do this. A lot of these guys um, that we've talked about can do this. When I think of a lead guitar player, I think of somebody that turns their instrument almost into an additional member of the band. Literally, um, where the guitar player becomes another Right? No, I'm saying, I'm not saying that Jimmy didn't do that. I just feel, me personally, my top three are guys that I feel when it comes to tone, when it comes to style, and when it comes to what I've listened to them do, I feel that I could listen to them do their work more than I could to Hendrix. God, you just lost half our audience right there. But not saying <laughs> that Jimmy Hendrix isn't one of the greatest, if not the greatest. You know, um, my number three, he has not been by any of us. Okay. Is Prince. Prince can play the guitar. He he can. And so a lot of people out there listening right now, how is Prince number three on this fool's list? That's why, you know, he's, you know, he's the eye candy in the other. (laughs) Now, you know. But yeah. here's the deal. If you don't know Prince um, with the guitar, and Christian gives me a hard time about me, you know, staying in one lane and not branching out. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. You know exactly say. what I'm going to say, but I mean, tell can me I I'm just, wrong. Can I tell him? Can I tell him? Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. See, see, go ahead. Do it. YouTube, his performance on While My Guitar Gently Weeps of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Watch him play the lead at the very end. That's where Ryan was headed. But Joel, tell me I'm wrong. 
No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, when I think, and by the way, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame guitar playing is great. Um, but for me, if you really want to hear Prince, if you really want to hear what that guy can do, uh, do the, listen to the Purple Rain album. Actually, listen to the whole album, but listen to, you know, Let's Go Crazy, where he does that, uh, the, the last yeah. like 40 seconds, he does that ridiculous uh, fill uh, a riff or lead yep. or whatever you want to call it. And it's just him. And I think that he's Hendrix, you know, now this is going to be blasted. Uh, Hendrix times 10. Like he just, you know, he just loses it on the guitar. So well, I'm I mean, glad we're all in three separate locations. So I don't have to get struck by lightning. But, while uh, you two do. I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. And I think that he, I, I wouldn't put him as number three, but I definitely think that as a songwriter, as a lead guitar player, as a musician, you know, Purple Rain is the solo at the end of Purple Rain. The Super Bowl performance where he soloed in the rain, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was overshadowed by his visuals, but his playing is ridiculous. I mean... Just uh, the one visual, really. Well, but my point, my point is, though, yeah. is that most people talk about that, but his playing was great, so... Uh, Go check him out. Plus, he also did a lot of weird tunings and this and, you know, he, he just, that's, that's a good pick. I'm, I'm cool with it. My number two, uh, Christian had this on his list. This, had this person on his list. This, like he's an object, um, would be Eric Clapton. Yeah. Oh, slow hand himself. I mean, I, yeah. It, my, him being at my number two and my number one, um, or interchangeable. Um, I, I almost had Eric Clapton at my number one, but I, I, I just couldn't do it. So my number one, who is it, Christian? David Gilmore. It is David Gilmore. Hands down. The David Gilmore. The, David the Gilmore. One and only. I mean, I mean, talk about somebody that makes their guitar another member of the band. I mean, his tone alone and how he can just draw a note out to where it almost seems like he's going to be lost, but it fits and it works. Um, yeah. Well, he, I he, like, you know, down number one. I like how when he came into the band, he was having to play the guitar parts of somebody who really didn't know how to play the guitar. So his guitar playing was all over the place. So, David had to match that. Um, and then, you know, then obviously going on to do his own thing with the band. Uh, I obviously like to pick because he was on my list. You sure. Know, I, I, he, I prefer his guitar playing and that style of guitar playing over a lot of other styles. And before we kind of really get into the meat of this discussion and kind of, you know, pick our, pick our guy – I want to give a, a couple of honorable mentions that I thought of just as we were sitting here. Tom Scholes from Boston. Yeah. You know, I mean, and not really for his soloing, but for, I mean, his innovation, basically. Yeah. What, he, what he, you know, inventing his own, his own sound and, and all that. And then the other guy... Uh, just again, honorable mention, The Edge. Yeah, I, you know, he was almost on my list. 
the edge. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, another guy we didn't mention was Zach Wild as well. Oh, son of a <laughs> I mean again, I mean cool guy. Or name any really any guitar player that played with Ozzy and he could have been on this list. So oh, like yeah, Randy Rose, Jakey Zach Lee's Wild, Jakey one. Lee. Yeah. I mean there's you know. there's some uh there's some killer killer guys and that's what makes this so hard is um there's the list that we've mentioned goes anywhere from blues to jazz to rock to heavy metal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it is a difficult list to kind of compile. And it, I, I almost think that as a super group, we have to remember the word super, which means, you know, album sales, playing, yeah. everything. And so exposure, all of that. Recognition. We are leaving one person off now that I think about it, who's a very, very, very insane mixture of Clapton, of Prince, and of David Gilmore. And his style kind of um, is all of those guys wrapped into one. And I've had the privilege of seeing this person play live several times, and that guy's name is uh, Joel Cox. Oh, <laughs> oh. Nice. I, nice. I, I, would, I, I would agree. If with you're that. trying to sway me to David Gilmore, <laughs> that is a good way to do it. So, I mean, <laughs> I, out of every guitar player with Joel on the list, I've seen Joel play the most. <laughs> um, I'm good at imitating all my my idols. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I might know his uh, guitar solos better than he does in my mind. That's probably uh, that's <laughs> probably true. I will say there was one time I played a show in Houston. And when we got done, this guy said, man, you sound so good. Uh, you sound just like Getty Lee. And I play guitar, man. I didn't know what to say. I've never gotten that before. Uh, but one of the greatest compliments I ever had was I, we wrote a song and, um, and it was called Gap That Exist. And I was really into the Pink Floyd uh, live album, the, the Wall one that was released later. Uh, and it was, it was, with Gilmore and, and the actual original band. And some of the stuff I did, I was directly ripping off um, uh, David Gilmore. And someone came up to me after a show and they said, that sounded just like David Gilmore. And I was like, that is the best compliment you could get uh, when you, you know, yeah. I, mean, I kind of ripped him off, but. Uh, but what guitar player doesn't rip off other guitar players? Right? Well, that's true. and and. To, to speak on David Gilmore, and I'm not going to say that that's my pick for this group, but the thing that I love about Gilmore's playing specifically from a guitar player's perspective, at least what I feel, is he plays the blues. He, he is straight up B.B. King, um, you know, Albert King. Like, I mean, you name any blues player uh, from the 50s and 60s and 70s, and he is literally playing their lines but because of his tone and how he does it it doesn't sound like the blues it sounds like david gilmore and i think that that is a true testament to a genius or to a a musician that can or guitarist or whatever that can literally mimic all of this um you know these players and then yeah. make it his own sound but i'll tell you this like i always joke when i would teach my kids i would play some of the David Gilmore stuff in a more blues, like his licks just with a blues tone. And they would say, who is that? You know, and they'd name off all these players. I'm like, that's David Gilmore. You know, that's, that's from uh, another brick in the wall or, 
you know, I play uh, over some Metallica stuff. I play with Distortion, and they're like, what lick is that? I'm like, that's a David. I had the Gilmore. So uh, that's that's a huge testament yeah. to how amazing he is, you know. And, and if you want to um, hear more exposition about his playing, watch the Pink Floyd documentary. You can YouTube it. So after this episode, YouTube it. It's called Which One is Pink? And um, Bob Geldof, the guy who organized the Live 8 concerts, when he talks about David Gilmore's playing, I mean, he, he says it a lot more eloquently than I could um, and a lot more succinctly. But if you want to hear more about David Gilmore and the band Pink Floyd, really, um, that's a good documentary to watch. Yeah. Not one of my shout-outs, but yeah. it's kind of like a little mini shout-out. Isn't there also a documentary, Which One is Pink? I think that's the name of it. And it, it talks about... Isn't that what Pink I just Floyd. said? That, that's literally what he just said. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'll edit that out later. Sorry. <laughs> I think you should leave that in. I think you should. That'll, that'll be on the outtakes. Dang. That's what she said. Wow. And then we cut back in with jamming on the one. <laughs> and also, the, the other thing that's really cool about what, what Gilmore does, and I think he actually explains it in that video that I didn't hear the name of that you automatically said. So I apologize. Um, but he does uh, talk. I mean, he records on a boat, which I think is awesome. Yeah, his houseboat. Yeah. Yeah. And he always maps out like he does two or three passes of what he thinks he wants to do. And then once he has an idea, then he just he solos, you know, yeah. it's like uh, a phenomenal player, fascinating player. Well, in Ryan's mind, we've already come to our, to our decision. <laughs> No, well, but, but no. What, what I was going <laughs> to no. say, no. What what I was going to say is that's why I said in Ryan's mind. We there there are a solid. If I'm looking by who we all picked yeah. uh, on our list, we we wrote Slash down just to bring back into the conversation. I don't think Slash beats out a Gilmore or even a Jimmy Page or a Clapton to get into this group. Yeah. Um, See, I, I do. I think, uh, I think if you consider who we already have in the group with a John Bonham, a Flea, and a James Hetfield um, keyboardist aside, I think Slash fits in with that group very well. Um, and I think, I think you have to at least have that as a consideration. Like he can he fits it i mean they they're all kind of in the same lane as far as what style of music they play flea might be a little on the funkier side of things but they all pretty much play rock right and i think i think slash fits in with those guys really well so that's the i mean that's why i will stand my ground with slash not that i'm saying he's going to be my ultimate pick but that's why i wouldn't be disappointed shall I say that if he were actually to get picked. Yeah. Um, sure. So the one on our, on our actual list that got all three votes was Jimmy Page. Um, yeah. And I, I've been thinking about that. We already have one Led Zeppelin and, and you kind of made that argument earlier. Like, okay, now we're, we're kind of treading on a, this is a Led Zeppelin group now. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah, so, so, so can we, t so are you saying let's just nix Jimmy Page off the list for final consideration? Uh, I, I'm lean, I'll say I'll lean that towards that direction. I'm not saying let's 
nicks in completely. No, I got uh, you. Well, I mean, if this if this is any consolid, you know, consolation, that's the word I want. Um, if if I can maybe interject, like I love Jimmy Page. I'll always be a Jimmy Page fan. I'll always be a Jimi Hendrix fan. I'll always be um, you know, the, those guys are classic, you know, Jeff Beck, all those guys, those are the originators yeah. to me. And, and they're the ones that got me started playing. I mean, like I said, in one of our other episodes, I heard, I heard Jimmy Page uh, play with Led Zeppelin with, at my cousin's house. And I bought as many Led Zeppelin tapes as I could. I bought every Jimi Hendrix tape I could. Yeah. Um, well, so I'll exception. always... I'll always be indebted to those guys, but like for me, after kind of thinking about it while we've been discussing all these players, um, you know, just to kind of put a direction on things for me, I'm leaning towards uh, Eric Clapton. I've been swayed. He wasn't on my original list, but, but thinking about the reason, and this is my reasoning, because I was thinking about it while we were talking or while y'all were talking. Um, and I was trying to remember the name of the video that you'd already mentioned. Um, but, uh, you know, he played in cream, mm-hmm. he played blues with the blues breakers. He was at a super group with Steve Winwood. Uh, yeah. he was Layla and the dominoes, uh, with Dwayne Allman, uh, another guy on the list. Um, the seventies through the eighties saw phenomenal albums that he released, you know, slow hand and, and uh, one of the albums, his uh, live album that he did, I think in the late 80s, was like huge, a double CD. It was like a big deal. Um, and then, of course, he was still relevant in the 90s. Uh, the Rush soundtrack is one of my, um, it's not as well known in his catalog, but I love it. You had his Unplugged. He did the I was just about thing, to say Unplugged. You know, and you think about Tears in Heaven. I mean, the guy literally, other than playing metal, uh, which I'm he's, sure if he had to, he could. Yeah, he's pretty much done it all. I mean, he's an innovator. He's got his own guitar, his own amps. Um, he sold his two main guitars um, to uh, uh, fund a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. Uh, the other thing is I always want to go along with somebody who's a good guy. And I'm not saying all these guys on this list aren't. There's are some that I've heard aren't. and I've never met me, so take that as a grain of salt. But like, or with a grain of salt. But like the thing that I've noticed with um, with uh, Clapton is, you know, like I've heard stories of him saying, you know what, you guys solo. Like the guys in his band, like he doesn't have to do that. He's I mean, People come to see Clapton. They come to see Clapton solo. But he's like, well, here you like, go. You, you solo. You do I don't, this. I don't know if either one of you have seen him, seen him in concert. I have. I saw him in Houston. Um, with my parents, which was a trip in and in and of itself, um, mm. maybe that'll be a show topic one day. Going yeah. to see concerts with your parents. <laughs> uh, did she bring the sock and tennis balls? No, she did not. Balls. <laughs> um, but uh, there's only a few out there in, in YouTube land that know what we're talking about. That's um, the second reference we've had on one of the podcasts. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, but. When I when I saw him play, I the main guitar line in Layla, right? The I'm not gonna sing it, but no, as soon as you hear, oh, that's Layla. Like he doesn't play it live. 
Someone else does. Yeah. And I, I was expecting to see him play it, right? So the whole thing about, you know what, you solo, you solo. How, how about you take this part? You know, I've actually seen it live, and it's actually pretty cool just to watch him sit back and play the rhythm, and then when it's, the, like, the actual lead part of the song, um, then then he takes it. But Yeah. So. So, so that's kind of my vote, like, if that gives a direction. And I, like we I said, got a I clap love in, We got a clap Mm -hmm. Got a Clapton vote. Well, I did save Clapton for last on my list. Like, if I had to sure. put someone, I, if I did have, if I had to put someone at number one on my list, Clapton would have been number one. Got it. Um, and then, and then for me, I, I had said that you know Clapton was my two, but he could have been interchangeable at one. And right. so, I mean, what it sounds like to me is Clapton is, is going to be the guy. He's got to yeah. be the guy. Well, I mean, then, then it's official. Let's make Eric Clapton our lead guitar player. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh, man. I, the confetti. All of a sudden, there's like fireworks going off on the screen. Cue the Layla sound like song right now. And then I, there's... Wow. There you go. I'm gonna say how I'm gonna get Fisher singing Layla, and I'm gonna put it on there. Like... That's going to be nice try. <laughs> oh, uh, my, uh, my favorite song is Cocaine. That's my favorite. Eric what song? song? Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. That song's pretty, pretty bitching. Not, Man. Not, <laughs> I saw that side eye. Stop it. <laughs> so, so right now, the super group is looking like this. John Bonham on drums, Flea on bass, James Hetfield, rhythm guitar, Rick Wakeman on keyboard, and Mr. Eric Clapton himself on lead guitar. Uh, yeah, I'd pay money to go see that. Yeah. That's yeah, a very that's a very interesting uh, super group that we've put together so far. I'm very interested to see We'll see how we round it out. How, how, yeah, how we round it out with the with the lead singer because I'm I'm interested to see the picks that everybody brings. I'm really interested to see how deep your list goes for that one, Ryan. Because mm -hmm. this we, one, th this list was thirty-five episodes. <laughs> I don't know well, about that. No. this is not a double album. <laughs> well, and I would love to also uh, love to read the comments of what people are going to say because obviously. Uh, when we put our list together, there were guitar players we missed, and there might be somebody on your list that you're like, "How do you totally leave this guy off?" And and uh, I mean, I'm literally, I'm still sticking with Clapton, but there's like at least five other guys that popped in my head. Yeah. Uh, so what we may have to do is maybe in a year or two revisit this and see if the list changes at all. Because I, sure. I agree. So. Did we bring up the name Vernon Reed? I no, actually thought about Verded Reed when I said Tosin Abasi, uh, just because we 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 brought him up last week, mm -hmm. and we talked about him more, or at least I I was wait, wait am I thinking Vernon Reed? Mm. Yeah, we talked no. about him last week. No, we didn't talk about him last week. His rhythm, no. But uh, but he's a phenomenal player, well, and uh, we talked. Or was it Nile Rogers? And we talked, talked about, about Nile. Nile Rogers was on Ryan's uh, mentioned list. And we talked about we talked more about him on as the production side of things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a funny story that that uh, uh, there's these two guys, the Felt Brothers. 
uh, that uh, live in uh, Dallas or used to, I don't know if they still do, but they were phenomenal studio guys and they got hired for a, a gig one time and um, the bass player, I wish I could remember which one played bass, that's horrible. But anyway, he walked into a studio in uh, Dallas and Vernon Reed was warming up because he was going to be on the session and the bass player never heard uh, had never heard him play, didn't know who he was. He goes, who is that? Oh, it's Vernon Reed. He's on the session? Yeah. I got to go outside and smoke. <laughs> like, he knew whatever was about to happen was going to be super sweet. Well, Vernon Reed, the cult of personality was basically written around that that guitar solo that he that he plays there at the end. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. And if you ever get a chance to see, there's a live version when they played on the Arsenio Hall show where he actually is walking through the audience and soloing yeah. at the same time. And it's uh, it's phenomenal. But uh, so, know, so, I know, so I know so, we've already I know we've already agreed on who our guy is, but I would be remiss if we didn't throw out Trey Anastasio from Fish. Oh, yeah. Beautiful guitar player, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Fish is a great band, too. I mean, like I said, we can mention... Uh, uh, Al DiMiola. I mean, yeah, there's there's a ton of... I mean, like I said, the list, unfortunately... Well, no, actually, it's it's fortunately that so many great, amazing guitar players. Adrian but, Smith from uh, Iron Maiden. I mean, come on now. Yeah. So I was still, thinking of both guitar players from Grateful Dead. I mean, there's a ton mm -hmm. of people we can mention, so... So if, if you've never heard of Vernon Reed and uh, Living Color, make that a first listen for you after this episode. Go check it out. Uh, but we, should, we should have a checklist. <laughs> I know, right? But make that your first listen of Living Color after this episode. But uh, speaking of first listen, uh, Joel's coming at us with a, a new song this week. Uh, come on with it. Okay, so I've been under fire as of late. Uh, I tend to, to think a little bit outside the box when it comes to musical choices. Um, now, Ali Farcatore was... Before you go any further, out of the box is not a bad thing. I'm all for out of the box. Okay, but, well, I chose Ali Farcatore for our first episode. Which was interesting. I, I dug it. And then I, I chose No Effects's I Gotta Pee because, one, it's funny, uh, but also I knew for sure they hadn't heard it. It was uh, met with mixed reviews, to say the least. Um, I don't think there was anything mixed about it. What there was saying, nothing Ryan? mixed. The, the, the <laughs> review was this belonged <laughs> in the toilet. Yeah. So we had two. We had two, and then uh, Fisher stepped up, and of course he knocked it out of the box uh, or out of the park with uh, three really good choices. If you haven't heard them, uh, he did a Tom York uh, a Tom York song acoustically by himself. Uh, an elbow song, and uh, what was the one I'm missing? Last um, week was Seasons. And it's Seasons by Chris Cornell. So um, I decided that I was going to choose a band that I was almost certain that Ryan has not heard because that's using my goal, and usually Fisher kind of falls in tow uh, on that. So I picked a, a, a song uh, by a band called Charlie Bliss. It's um, – their album Guppy came out a few years ago, and I, That's I personally think album it's, name, by the way. oh, it's, well, it's a great album, and it to me it's like uh, they've had a second or not they've had a third album or, or second full length since then, uh, but I love their music. Um, they kind of remind me of of Weezer, like a female led Weezer, um, but I just they're 
Guppy, I just couldn't get enough of. Uh, they've uh, released another album since then. And this was a song that was released in the middle. So it's not really kind of out there, but it's also not kind of their new, more synthy sound. Yeah. So uh, I, hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy this. So here we go. This is Heaven by Charlie Bliss. Okay, thoughts so far? Um, I'm digging like, it. Like I said um, right at the beginning, getting definite uh, Veruca Salt vibes from it. Yeah. Um, Definitely on this song. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any, I don't have oh, any yeah. other No, but I'm saying that you're 100% right. Yeah, definitely this song um, is definitely Veruca Salt for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. What do, what do you think, Gerfers? Is this a no, better pick I, this week? <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hundred million times better. Um, I guess my only nitpick would uh, the vocal. I mean, but it, it is what it is. I mean. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, Ezra's vocals. When people first hear it, sometimes it kind of throws them off just because sure. it's a different I style mean, of vocal. That you got that just meaty, meaty power chord guitars going on and, you know, that fantastic bass and drums and then got kind of like this elmo tone going <laughs> wow. but i mean i don't know about elmo <laughs> but I, i'm what, getting a little i'm getting a little less fair in there too yeah yeah i could see that I can but see that. but okay. it, it, it's not bad it you know i wouldn't say that in your words i wouldn't say that you've knocked it out of the box whatever that means <laughs> Knocked it out uh, of what the park. Kind, I corrected What it. kind of box did he knock it out of last week? Was it a shoe box? Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, it's not bad. Okay. So this this is one of my favorite parts of this of this song in particular. Yeah. Very 
It definitely does have that Weezer vibe, though. Yeah. Set sail for stormy waters. I'm gonna buy a house and fill it with daughters and daughters and daughters and daughters in heaven. Now that I'm in heaven with you. Now that I'm in heaven. Heaven by Charlie Bliss. That bridge section is phenomenal. I've listened to it. I can't tell you how many times. And every time I listen to it, I find something different that I'm just, yeah. especially the interplay between the bass and the guitar. And it's just cool. Got a little Tracy Bonham in there too. Hmm. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that is, that's a little, speaking of boxes, that's a little outside the box. Comment below if you know who Tracy Bottom is. <laughs> Other than me and maybe Ezra Boggs. <laughs> Just, saying. Just saying. I liked it, though. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's a great song to, if you just need to have the windows down and crank your, your radio, it's, it's a great yeah. song for that, for sure. It, it's, it's very reminiscent of uh, 90s alt rock. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is uh, it's it's like they're Guppy is very much in that same Weezer, that kind of sound. And then um, they kind of go back to on their newest album. It's that more kind of I don't want to say it's 80s synth pop, but it's very much more in that vein. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a uh, it's pretty intense. I, I, I love it. I love both albums. So. I've liked it. Uh, of the three first listens that you've had, that's the one I've liked the most so far. Well, I will say yeah. this. I actually, uh, I'm taking a page from Fisher's book. Last week he did an older song off of an older album, uh, Chris Cornell off the single soundtrack, uh, Seasons, uh, on our last episode. So uh, <laughs> this next one, the next first listen, I'm actually going to pull out an old song. Not, not old, old, but like kind of that alternative rock scene from the late 80s it's uh from one of the biggest bands or i guess most notable bands that were alternative back in the day that i guarantee you ryan has no clue that, who they are but you will fisher and it's it's going to be a great one i, I right think on. that i think it'll be the two of us will love it i'm not sure ryan will but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah, you know sometimes sometimes you just have to play good music that goes over his head so <laughs> <laughs> but uh if you like what you've seen uh today so far uh we'd love to hear from you uh obviously we have this, the singer coming up if you want to go on ahead and start typing who you think should be the singer put it in the comments if you have comments on the guitar players or anybody that we've chosen or even if you want to talk about how much you think charlie bliss is awesome and ryan doesn't know what he's talking about as far as vocals Put it down in the uh, comments. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, we want to hear your feedback because yeah. that's kind of what makes us do this is we love hearing uh, 
each other's opinions, even if we totally disagree and uh, don't like to hear songs about poop, which was done previously, which I think is great. I mean, especially if you're potty trained, who doesn't want a song that helps your kid potty train? So um, I don't know where I was going with that, but please subscribe. Uh, so that way as new videos come out, we actually have some uh, things in the works in the next couple of weeks uh, that we're going to have in place and being on our list to subscribe, will let you know when we have new material that's coming out. Um, and so we want you to be a part of that. We also have an email address uh, that we uh, have in the link below as well. Go on ahead and, and uh, let us know what you're thinking that way as well, as well as an Instagram, and we also have a Facebook page as well. So uh, let us know we want to start this community of uh, musicians and, and novices and everybody else in between. So let us know what you think. Yeah, all of those social medias you'll find linked down below. Um, Today is now time for my first, or not my first lesson, my shout out. <laughs> um, that's what I was looking for. Shout out. Uh, this week, I got a couple of channels. Um, kind of the same. Like, they do the same thing, um, which is basically they take artists and let them play a, a, a mini concert, if you will. Um, the first channel I have is called From the Basement. Um, and they have concerts from bands such as PJ Harvey, Radiohead, <clears throat> and the and other bands like them. And then the other one is NPR Tiny Desk Concert. Oh um, man! Yeah, that I, is a monster. That that channel is 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 pretty cool. The the other day I was watching uh, I watched uh, the Cranberries Tiny Concert um, shortly or it was right before. Um, the untimely passing of Dolores mm -hmm. and then I watched um, the Black Crows the other day yeah. do their tiny desk the, so, the one with um, the two guys with the brothers yeah with uh, Chris and, and um, Rich there you go thank you Rich no, yeah um, uh, what's your fa do you have a favorite I mean a favorite tiny desk concert um, I liked I liked the Cranberries I also liked uh, the Black Crows. If I'm not mistaken, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, I like the one of the ones that I love is the Lizzo one. The Lizzo Tiny Desk is. I mean, I, I know that that's not really your style of music, but for to kind yeah. of you know, her her Tiny Desk is stupid good, and uh, there's there's a lot. I of I, I, I I can't I think of his name right now. So right off the Chris top Stapleton's of is also really good yeah. as well. Um, but um, just YouTube search yeah. Tiny Desk Concerts and they have a bunch. Yeah, and, and it, 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 they cover everything. That's what yeah. I love about them. They do rock, rap, jazz, pop. Um, Nickel Creek is another one that's really good that I like. And if you like rap, they have a ton of rap ones, but the Wu-Tang Clan one, they have every member of Wu-Tang Clan with a band in the tiny desk area. It is insane. It is so cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So those are my two shout-outs this week, uh, From the Basement and NPR Tiny Desk Concert. Good choices, man. Good choices. And finally, one I know what you're talking about, which is awesome. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Well, we would need a very big desk to um, fill with the super group members that we've picked. I mean, <laughs> man, 
I don't know if, you know, this week, if I don't know if Eric Clapton's going to fit at a tiny desk. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. You'll stay tuned for the next show because if you thought the conversation for lead guitar today uh, was a good conversation, wait till our next episode. We've got best front man uh, coming up next. And not best front man, just the front man that fits our group the best. Well, that's usually meaning that they're going to be the best. And right now, sneak peek, <laughs> Millie Vanilli's coming home. <laughs> the real so, y'all stay tuned well, only uh, one of them's coming hard hey, it, it's a whole good man you know uh next week front man uh, we'll have another first listen coming to you um hopefully it lives up to this week because this week's was awesome elmo with a really hardcore band behind him is great but um no He's i don't let that go is he? i no, i really did enjoy it i, I thought it was great so uh, stay tuned for another epic episode next week. Uh, make sure that you're liking, subscribing, following. Tell everybody you know about this podcast. We want to hear what they have to say. We want to know what you are listening to. Uh, until next time. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs>